Hello and welcome to Speaking About Speaking uh, live on a Tuesday afternoon and gloriously it's actually daylight outside which I think is the first week that I've had daylight pouring into the room rather than uh, it being sort of dark and gloomy. I know it's been a bit wet out there but but here we are to brighten up your Tuesday afternoon and today I'm really excited to have with me my old mate Paul Newman. Uh, Paul Newman. If Paul Newman, that would be difficult. I have Paul Newton, who is, he's laughing at me now, I can see him. Paul Newton is the founder and owner of Mental Theft. And Paul is a fabulous keynote speaker too. So we've known each other for a little while. He has a um, an acting background similar to me. So I'm going to bring him on up. So a huge round of applause for uh for Paul. Welcome. Hey, Jackie. Thank you so much. And, mate, you're not the first person to do the Paul Newman thing. Um, oh. mate, it, it's just so easy, isn't it? Two very similar names. It's so easy to do. And I, um, I, and I don't know what it is. And people that have listened to my podcast before know that I'm absolutely terrible at introductions. Even when I've got them written down in front of me, somehow it all goes horribly wrong. But uh, it's lovely to have you here, Paul. Um and yeah, we've not seen each other since we had a conversation since before Christmas. So it's it's no. nice to be looking forward to 2023. Are we still allowed to say Happy New Year? Is that is that allowed two and a half weeks in? Two and a half, oh, I don't know. Somebody said after the 11th of January was a no-no. So Well, that works because that's my birthday because that, that can be my yeah. cut-off time that I stop. Well, now you know. Now you know. So for anybody out there listening, watching today, or if you're watching on the replay, Paul, give us a little bit of background because obviously you have you, you like I said earlier you've got a bit of an acting background similar to me but you've ended up through entertainment and performing yeah. to now doing keynote speaking so how did that come about for you tell us a little bit right. about God, my word you want me to fit all of that into half an hour That's <laughs> so it's, yeah as a kid I loved being on stage I loved entertaining I loved uh, making people laugh I did that through magic I did that in western musicals I, I was a dancer actor uh, if you see my physique I'm not a dancer anymore on oh, my word it, it was nuts and amazing but I cannot keep up with any of that now um, and all through my work in life I've I've still enjoyed entertaining. Even when I had sensible corporate jobs, I wanted to entertain. So I would. I'd do magic tricks and I'd mess about. And I had corporate jobs for ages. And then, oh, 14 and a bit years ago, my daughter was born. I had a corporate job and I was doing magic on the side. I turned around to my wife. We were coming into the 2008 uh, recession and it was hitting quite hard. And I turned around to my wife and said, look, I'm going to have to quit the magic so I can be more of a dad. I can't handle not seeing our little baby. It's fine when it's just the two of us. But now there's this baby involved and I want to be around. Um, and my wife told me I was nuts. She told me not to quit the magic. She said that she had more faith in the magic than she did in any proper job. And she told me to quit my job because then I could work for two days a week and be around for five days a week. Um, so I did. We had enough money to stack to make that chance. We went for it. I built the magic stuff up even further. It did very well. I've been a happy jobbing magician for 10 years or so. Um, speaking every so often and teaching other people how I built the magic business, mostly other magicians or sole traders. I would help them with things as well. And then I was doing a gig for the military. I annoyed this guy a lot. I really wound him up. He swore at me a lot. I was doing mind reading and I stole passwords, pin numbers, uh, his mother's maiden name. I, I stole a 
username for his computer, all of this stuff through mind-reading tricks. He then pointed out how much of a scary attacker I could be because if I can nick your username and password, I'm into anything I want. And that was when mental theft was born. Uh, mental theft, I, I then... Where I had the stage presence thing, where I understood that you, how to control a stage and to control an audience, I started talking about it and telling people stories about what I can do. Weirdly, I'd been trialing that for a year, a year and a half, and it started to take off and it started to do well, and, and we started to get lots of traction. We, I did the biggest talk I'd ever done, uh, I believe it was March, the year of the pandemic hit in March. I did a really big talk, biggest audience, best fee I've ever got. It was amazing. Um, and then a week later, we got that that notification that we're not allowed out to big groups of people. All of a sudden, you're not allowed in a room with more than 30 people in it. So for me, Jackie, that wiped out both of my businesses. You think about it, I'm now a close-up magician who can't be around people or a speaker in a room who can't be in front of an audience. <clears throat> that wiped me out. And and it took me a good few months to see the light. Um, so you had the government saying, oh, it'll be for a month, it'll be for two months, it'll be for this. I thought it was gone forever. Thankfully, my wife and my business partner both kept an eye on me and kept kicking me up the backside when they needed to. And then when I was ready, someone said, why don't you write a book all about everything you've done? So we did. And, and lovingly, that book there on the shelf just there, Honestly, it saved me. It saved my house. It saved. I can do that. That's I can the one. <laughs> so that's awesome. the book, Mental Theft, written in lockdown. There we go. Yeah, written in lockdown, launched in lockdown. Did a because I had no income at the time. I had to do a crowdfunder to even launch it. And I swear to you, Jackie, I started that crowdfunder saying to people, "Nobody's going to buy this. Who's going to listen to a magician talking about security?" Um, and we it, it absolutely blew out of the water. Um, we had a tar I needed £2,000 to scrape through. Uh, I had a target of £4,000. We ended up hitting nearly £7,000 on this crowdfunder. Wow. So that, yeah. So that was enough to launch the book worldwide in a way that I was really proud of it. And when it did launch uh, December 2020, it went on general sale to the public and it then hit loads of bestseller lists all over the place, which again confused the hell out of me. Because I'm, I'm sat there thinking, why? But it worked. That then led to people asking me if I could do talks online, via Zoom, via StreamYard, via other platforms. And obviously I said, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an entertainer who's been shutting his house. Yeah, let me out. And it worked. Um, so because of Zoom, I've spoken in Australia, America, Dubai, um, now we've come out of lockdown. I've traveled to Stockholm in Sweden. I've, you know, back out traveling in the UK as a speaker on the cybersecurity subject. Um, and I, I, I don't get me wrong here, Jackie, it takes work. Okay. It really does take work and it takes focus and it takes having people around you that probably believe in you more than you believe in yourself. Um, Considering I'm an entertainer, I don't think I have much of an ego, okay? But thankfully, I've got some amazing people around me who push me. Yeah. And and when I think I can't do it, they'll put me into the weird situation and just go, 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 thrive, do it. Go do yeah. your thing. Make them happy. Um, yeah. And then I walk away with event organizers going, that was perfect. That was spot on. 
And I'm like, I'm just being me. Okay, as long as you're happy, I'm good. So, um, so, so you've had you've had quite it's been quite a, a a different way of arriving at the kind of the speaking profession, which is what you yes. are now. Do you think that if it hadn't have been for the, I mean, obviously, the, I'm going back to the military man, to, mm-hmm. sort of obviously being a bit scared that you could possibly get in and and upset some some international, yep. you know, yep. cyber security going on. Um, so from there, the, the the mental theft stuff is um, the whole kind of passwords and stuff. I'm, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I think it's. It, it, I'm just trying to find out that journey and whether the fact that you wrote the book was the reason that you got into professional speaking, whether you would have taken that step without the book and whether as a speaker you know, talking to whoever may be watching this, is do you need a book to get on, to be asked to be a a speaker? I can happily answer that one. Good. The speaking (laughs) was the focus, okay? So the mental theft, the cybersecurity, and the fact that I can stand on stage and steal a password from somebody while I'm in front of those people. I know no one in the room. And I can nick the password of the CEO who sat there surrounded by his trusted people. Okay. The fact that I can do that means that as a speaker, you've not only got a story you can tell, you've then also got a something that will snap attention. Okay. Now that think about it. I'm always looking at this from the point of view of an entertainer. Okay. I don't look at it as the point of view of a speaker. I look at it from the point of view of as an entertainer. I want all of those people to be entertained, to be enthralled, and to walk away learning something. That's what does it for me. The speaking bit was always going to be the focus. We found my niche, and it's something I love, and I can use magic tricks and mind reading to emphasize that teaching. The book, it was we kind of put it on a back shelf. We kind of said, yeah, we'll get around to it if we ever have time. And I wouldn't have, okay? Like I just said, we just hit my, we had my best fee and biggest audience that we'd ever had. And that was the trajectory we were already going on. If if we hadn't been locked down, I don't know if the book would have happened. But the speaking stuff was already working, okay? Mm-hmm. The book, however, if you were somebody who's thinking about getting into speaking and you were saying, I want to do this and I need, you need a few things behind you. You need some assets that prove your value and prove your knowledge. Now, I can honestly say to you that now the book is the best move I could have ever done. So it wasn't on the plan. It wasn't part of the idea. It was going to be there if we had time that wasn't a priority and then weirdly the world got involved locked me down for a while and made me make different choices ah, you're the reason world. it happened yeah it's all because of you we it's ended all up because in of me Just so and my could write that book. Book. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I- honestly that book is the best business card you could ever have because i know for a fact that there's there's now a lot of corporations who have looked me up. They've looked at what I've done. Then they've gone and bought the book to read the book. And then they contact me to book me as a speaker. Yeah. 
yeah. it, it makes sense. It does. It does. Absolutely. Um, just before we move move on um, to, to what I want to talk about next, how do you how do you take people's usernames? How do you do that? I can't tell you. The magic yeah. circle will send ninjas after me or something. Um, a, a variety of ways. Um, I basically, I'm I'm a very cheeky boy, and I will get away with whatever I can. Um, but yeah, I, I use very clever magician's techniques to get what I want. Yeah, um, I mean, there's, I there's... can't tell you. No, I knew you wouldn't. No. I knew as I was trying. I was thinking maybe you'd just slip up there. Maybe, maybe you'll maybe. slip up one day. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we've got a couple of people listening. Fab, we've got Yellow Tuxedo. So oh, Fab to see you two today. A great end to this Tuesday. Fabulous. We've also got my lovely sister Lisa, who is uh, probably sitting with my dad in a in a pile of boxes as they've just moved today. So it's oh, I feel for you. I've just yeah. done the moving thing. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Sit down, have a cup of tea whenever you can. <laughs> yeah, we're going over there with fish and chips later. So, um, oh, so I'm coming to your house. So. Back on the uh, on the so if you are somebody that has written a book but you yeah. are maybe um, an introvert you're not you know the book is is the reason it's not it's not about the speaking but you know in order to get your book promoted what advice would you give to somebody that has a book to promote but doesn't necessarily have the um, the experience of, of of being an entertainer or being trained in that way what would you what would you say to them? See, that's a tough one, but I do know quite a few introverts who have written books and been very successful with them, okay? What I would first off do is find one of those people who are similar to you and get advice from them because they're going to help you more than I am. Number two, I'm going to use my background in psychology. We can all cheat for a little while, okay? Now, I'm going to be careful on that. We all have a type. We all have a personality that we want to be in and we want to relax in because that's us. OK, and that's what you should do. You should do everything you can to be yourself. Every so often you can push your boundaries, push yourself to come on a nice podcast with someone. You can do a nice live with someone like Jackie and she can help you with these things. And actually, I find interview process is very interesting and it's it's much more relaxed. OK, I have not had to prepare for this. Right. I, I literally get a message from Jackie saying, Paul, can we have an interesting conversation with people watching us about your subject? Yes, I can do that because I'm not going to have to lie or cheat or anything because you're just going to ask me to be honest about me. Yeah, I can. I can do that. Um, yeah. Find those situations where the person who's in charge is going to help you be friendly, look after you. And seriously, Jackie, we came into here, what, five, ten minutes early. We had a lovely chat about how things have been, what's been going on. And we relaxed so quickly that we kind of went into a, oh, we go live in 30 seconds. We've <laughs> we got we 10 to, seconds. We need to do this. And, <laughs> but, but isn't that lovely? Yes. You know, like yeah. I'm sat in a room with somebody, sorry, virtual room with somebody, who yeah. your only priority is to get the best for the people watching. Absolutely. And I think that's that I think that's really good advice. I think rather than the overwhelm of somebody thinking, right, I've got to step on a stage, I've got to give a talk. I think yeah. is put yourself into take those baby steps, which is what I always say to people. Put yourself into situations where you know you are in a friendly, supportive environment. And and yeah. being asked questions about yourself is the easiest way to start. It really is. It is. And with, right. So you mentioned you had uh, yellow tuxedo put a comment in a minute ago 
right? They talk about podcasts a lot because they love podcasts. And the fact is, there are thousands of great business podcasts. There are thousands of great personal podcasts. There are thousands of great podcasts for women in leadership. You can look at your niche and your area within podcasts and find thousands of them that have an audience that are interested in what you do. Absolutely. Why not use it? Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is that when when you're actually sat being asked questions, people will ask you things that you don't expect. And suddenly well, a story will come out that you you think, oh, I'd, I hadn't even remembered that. I hadn't even thought of that. And yeah. so then, then once you start putting a signature talk together, which obviously I can help help you with, anybody's listening, um, then then you, you've got those stories and you know how how interesting they are to other people because because quite often we look at our own stories and don't think they're relevant don't think they're interesting whereas if somebody's yeah. asking you questions and they and they come out then they are they you know invariably right. they are spot on absolutely spot on okay i we are our own worst enemy we really are in this because if i think to myself in my own brain about what does paul newton bring to this oh, i'm mid-40s i'm going bald i'm overweight I, I don't find myself that interesting, right? Then I listen to somebody like you introducing me and you go, he's a magician, he's a mind reader, he steals stuff off the military, he does this. And I'm sat there going, yeah, yeah, I, I, I did all that. Okay, all right, maybe we've got a story here. And and it, it, use the people who know what they're doing, get onto their platforms, help them make their shows bigger, while also getting you a bigger audience for your book your yeah. newsletter, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, and on that, thank you for inviting me on, Jackie. <laughs> You're very welcome. You were you were there. Like, I was like, oh, my God, I've got, got to get Paul on. Got to get Paul on. Um, so if anybody is out there listening and has a question for, for myself or for Paul, then please put it, uh, ask it, and we will endeavour to answer. And if you are listening on the replay, again, put a, a question in the comments and we, we will certainly get back to you because uh, that's that's what this is all about, is to give people advice about stepping in front of their audience and speaking speaking up for, for whatever it is that they want to do. So tell us a little bit, Paul, about, um, about your, your keynotes and about what it is, how, I mean, I know that you've been in a lot of sort of corporate settings because obviously what you yeah. talk about cybersecurity is really, really relevant to lots of big organizations and big businesses. So when you go into a corporate, how, how does that work? How do, Tell us a little bit about the process of being booked, say, for, for the a, process for of being booked. Um, I kind of hinted at it earlier. I know that people do background checks on me. And so if you are serious about becoming a speaker, step number one, make sure you've got a website that people can look at and see what you like. So if you go to Mental Theft, you will find videos of me on stage. You'll find links to seeing me do interviews with people. You'll find information. You, we're even putting a video up where me and Jesse just chat about why people book me. Okay, Because you know those bookers, their questions are going through their head, but they don't want to ring you up and ask you. Why not just hand them the information? Now, this does one of two things. Number one, it will get you more inquiries. Number two, it will get rid of a lot of the inquiries that you wouldn't have taken on anyway. Because if they see the true you and you show exactly what you can give, then if you're not right for it, they don't contact you. It saves you a shed load of time. Okay. Uh, number, next thing, 
having a something my book helps a lot it really does if you don't have a book don't worry we can get you to prove your value through linkedin through social media start proving gaining those assets proving how many places you've spoken at and how many times you've done it if you need to start at local networking groups i mean that's where i proved myself I went around loads of foreign groups. I did BNI groups. I did loads of different women and men only networking groups to find out if what I had had traction. When we started proving it, the funny thing is, a load of those businesses at those networking groups then started saying, How much is it to get you in as a speaker? Right. Next step Do you charge for it? Are you after something else that's of value? Because if there's no value there, I would say, Don't do it. When I say a value, do you have a book that you are hoping you're going to sell? Do you have a course you are hoping people are going to buy? Do you get paid for speaking in itself? I do. Okay. So if you need something of value, this one I'm going to shout about and I'm going to kick people about for the rest of my life, probably, Jackie, because so many people go and talk and they give immense value and then they go, I can only charge you £20 for my petrol because I'm a bit shy and a bit worried. Here's my way of looking at how much I charge. I love my wife and my daughter and my dog to bits. I want to spend as much of my time as I can with those people and that dog. Okay. If you want me to come and help your corporate, you have to give me something of value that makes it worthwhile me leaving those people. If you can't do that, I'm not there. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you Absolutely. if you can do that and be honest about it, great. Now, I my fees are ridiculous, okay? They go from next to nothing to silly money that I, I can't even admit to myself and I get somebody else to deal with those invoices. But here's the deal on that. If you're a massive corporation and I'm going to save you millions of pounds from being scammed, then you charge a good fee. When I get paid that really good fee, what I then do is I go and do some talks for free for some charities because I've got enough money in the bank to justify going and doing yeah, that and helping the people. Yeah, yeah, Why not? absolutely, absolutely. I heard a quote the other day that was something like, oh, and I wish I could remember it perfectly, but it was basically the, the sole purpose of money is to express appreciation. Oh. So, so actually, you know, the, if you, you take away that it's you it's when people value what you have to give then that's when you give that's when they give you money it's because yeah. you're giving you're giving them value so i think that's absolutely correct I love that. absolutely correct i love that um so, my, so people, sorry paul so my business partner we were having a chat this is possibly about a year ago now and we were talking about how things were building and how they're going and finances and what we're doing and where um, and this was when we were really tight still, you know, gigs were few and far between. And, you know, I was paying for the mortgage and I was paying everything out. And we were looking at the projections and going, this is going to go well. And then he turned to me and he said something that I love. And he goes, you know, we're never going to be rich though, right? And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, I don't care what we're getting paid for these things, Paul. We're never going to be rich. And I said, why is that? And he goes, because both of us keep finding other places to help and other people that need us, that we're always going to be giving back so much that we're never going to be rich. And I'm good with that, Paul. How about you? Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. That's yeah. fine. 
Yeah, no, and I, I think that's the, that's the perfect way of doing it, isn't it? It's really, really, you know, charging those that can afford it, charging them because you are, it's your value value proposition. It's the value that you're giving to them. Yeah. And then you can you can go off and, and do the charity things, which I think is just And perfect. I love, I, right, yeah. don't, don't tell too many people this, okay? <sighs> but I love doing a talk for a women's institute. Oh. It's, it's just so funny. When, yeah. when you steal a password or a PIN number off of some little old lady who's absolutely gorgeous and fun and quirky and all the rest, and when you nick something off of them and they just go, but that's not possible. And it's like, but I did it. And then you start teaching them how to make their own cyber lives more secure. And, and, and seriously, I know I've stopped quite a few little old ladies from getting scammed. And Good. that's what really does it. Good. I mean, I know there's uh, there's at least one person listening to us today that's that's had something like similar happen to them. So, yeah, anybody oh. that you can help, that's that's great. Uh, I'm assuming this is Alan or Emily has said, ha ha, great cake at the WI, always. <laughs> this might explain the size of me these days. They do really good go. tea and cake. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, let me ask you the question then, because you have been in lots of lots of conferences where where there are more than one speaker you're not the only speaker there's sort of other people going on and this is the question that i ask all of my speaking about speakers speaking about speaking is what makes a good speaker good and a bad speaker suck right i'm gonna go i'm gonna go entertainer on you here um a great speaker has a story if, if you can enthrall somebody with a story and draw that story for them it's, it's so much more powerful if somebody can walk away seeing the story in their own mind's eye, okay? Um, I like to entertain people. I love to tell stories. And if I can draw them into the story and get them on my side, I, I, I love that. And it works every time. Um, a great speaker I watched many years ago at a big conference was a guy called Jeff Birch. He wrote a book as well, and I can't think of the name of the book now. But he told this story about a shepherd and how he got his sheep looked after. And, and I can remember just looking around this conference and seeing thousands of people who were there. They could feel it. They were right there. Um, you want to look at business speakers, then then if you want to look at a business speaker, I want to be listening to somebody who's gone through it. I want to listen to somebody who's gone through the mill and actually done the things that they're trying to help you with. Um, if you want to look at bad speakers, I hate it when somebody just tries to sell and sell and sell from stage. Stop it. Give value. Give these people some amazing value that they can walk away with. And and yeah. then they end up in your heart rather than just a contact in your phone. Um, yeah, tell a story. Find an amazing story. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing, isn't it? Because over over the last couple of years that I've been really doing this, the amount of people that sort of say, "Well, why is why why tell a story? Why would anybody want to hear a story?" Or how you know, I'm 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 at a business conference. Why would any Why would I tell a story? What's it got to do with me? And actually, it's just so important. And it's and and they will know once they've seen a speaker that doesn't have a story, they'll they'll understand why you oh, need. Oh, Jackie. Jackie, when I researched for mental theft, I went to see as many cybersecurity experts as I could. And so many of them are talking about zeros and ones and dashes in programming and how many gigabits a firewall has got. I don't even know what a gigabit is. And most of the people listening to them didn't have a clue what they were talking about. 
And I remember seeing people in the audience falling asleep. And and I just kind of looked around and went, is this my competition? I can do this. I I can make this fun and we can have a laugh and we can get people to learn. Yes, Um, absolutely. Absolutely, because people won't won't go away remembering the data. I mean, obviously, you know, if you've got a, a data heavy talk that you need to to do for your work, then obviously you need to put some of that in there. But put it in with with some story, make it engaging. Yeah. That's what people did, will go away remembering. I, uh, the talk I had to do in Stockholm end of last year, um, it was for two hundred people who were all IT experts. Okay, and there were, there was the intelligence in that room was sky high. I mean, I walked into that room going. Oh, this is going to be tough. This is going to be a, this is going to be possibly the scariest audience I've ever seen. Okay, and every talk was dry. At the end of every talk, there was always the polite "well done, lovely." I got on. Uh, they gave me twenty minutes, uh, and they said, "Look, Paul, we've got you here because we've seen what you can do to audiences. Enthuse them, get them interested, and and just make them part of the day." I got up, I had 20 minutes, I went ballistic, Jackie. I just thought, I've got to prove myself here, and I went for it. According to the organiser, I was the only person to leave stage with a massive round of applause and a standing ovation. And I literally had a line of people who wanted to talk to me afterwards. Yeah. If you can do that with a bunch of IT geniuses who are stuck in their own world most of the time, you can... It's there for the taking. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Sorry, I, I, I get on my high horse about this. No. We need more amazing speakers. We do. We business. do. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are We are just about to run out of time, so we're going to wrap up very, very quickly. Sorry. But I have to say, if anybody's got a question, quickly, quickly put it in the uh, the comments. But we have, we've got Lisa with us. We've got Alan and Emily. We've got Maureen. Hello, Maureen. And, uh, yeah, and bless Yellow Tuxedo, you're both so easy to listen to. Scribbling notes down here. So I love that. Love that. Just uh, literally, literally love it. Best advice you've ever been given, either about entertaining or stepping on a stage. What was the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Right. Um, one bit was from an amazing director, Donovan Carey. Loved him to bits. He was he a was massive guy. He was so full of life. And he just looked at me one time and... I'll be careful here because he did grab me by the throat when he said this, okay? We have a weird relationship back then, but he grabbed me by the throat and he pulled me to him and he just said, Paul, slow down. Not everyone is working at the speed you are. Slow down by about 50% and give them a chance to keep up. So if you start feeling yourself panicking on stage, just remember what Donovan said. Slow down. Give them a chance. Uh, Number two... Something I alluded to earlier, be you. Just when you're on stage, be you. If you write a book, be you. If you write a newsletter, be you. I I, I see more than enough business gurus trying to teach me how to dot an I and cross a T. I'm interested in you, okay? If you give me the authentic you that I can honestly listen to, you want an audience that falls in love with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. That was perfect. Perfect way to round up, round this up. I'm just going to very quickly uh, show everybody your, your, that's your website, mentaltheft.co.uk. So if you want to know any more about Paul, then go find him there. And I should, in, in, in all fairness, have my own up there as well, which is powertospeak.co.uk. So you can, you can find me there. 
And thank you so much for this today, Paul. It's been absolutely amazing to have you on. And I knew that half an hour would disappear like that. It's and it, scary, and isn't it? Has, it? And it has. But this Speaking About Speaking is an opportunity for people. It's not like a regular podcast. I'm, I'm going to have people back. We're going to have questions. I'm going to have panels. So this will this will grow and develop. So you will certainly be back if you are happy to. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Are you saying, would I like to sit down with one of my favourite people in the world and chat and have a cup of tea? Yes. That, fabulous. Oh, that's brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to wrap it up here. Say thank you very much. I will put everything all that we've talked about, any names or whatever in uh, show notes. This will go out, obviously, onto all of those platforms and I will upload it to an audio so people can listen to it. So if you've got any questions then in the in the replay, then do put them and we'll we'll get back to you. But thank you, Paul. Speak thank you very so soon. much. Jackie. You're welcome. Bye.